Hey, hi, hello. How are you? And how's it going? Welcome to the Bloody Stream Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm still Jorge. Unbelievable. And <laughs> we're joined by our very special guest friends, Shannon. Oh, it's me. It's Shannon. Hello. And Devin. I'm back. You can't get rid of me. <laughs> it's been a while since we've had you on. It's, I'm, it's I'm happy to have you back. Last episode. It's been a while. Oh. I think it was, it was all the... No, yeah, because we did... When Jorge was out. I was on. Oh, yes. There was the Vampire Hunter D. Vampire D. Hunter D. Bloodlust. Bloodlust. Ooh, I should have watched that. We didn't watch original Vampire Hunter D, of which course. is also good and also its own. I movie. think I <laughs> caught some of that when I was a child uh, in the middle of the night. You know how they just no play way. anime at you? They're like, hey, yes. try Helsing. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> Oh, man. It's not... Sorry, listeners. This is not what the episode's about, but I did watch a 1970s anime called Belladonna of Sadness that I feel like maybe you guys should watch. Literally called Belladonna of Sadness. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it later off mic. Hell yeah. (laughs) We'll talk about it on mic. It does not really matter. People know what they (laughs) they get here. When we reach Um, one of those stalling points, it'll just come up. Now, normally when we have a new guest, I ask what the relationship with horror is, but I'd like to know a little bit about what both of y'all's history with it conceptually is as mm. a as a story, because this is, mm. I for me, it's at least like deep and long and forever <laughs> quite eternal. <laughs> so like when, when did you, have you read the book? When did you read it? Did, when did you watch the miniseries? What, what's up with the new movies? All, all that stuff. Uh, Shannon. Uh, uh, <clears throat> I'm trying to remember now, but both of my parents were super into Stephen King, but I never knew anything about it. I think I just conceptually was aware that it was like a clown thing. Um, and then Jorge made me watch the miniseries. Devin was there uh, hmm. like eight, six to eight years ago, something or other, when we all used to live together. Um, and I was like, this is three hours. And then we were oh very drunk during it. And we took like a million breaks, uh, at my behest. <laughs> oh, um, and that it was, was fun. still awesome and really fun. Time. Yeah. And we were like, we have to finish this. It's so good. Um, and then I think right after that, I read the book and then I was just like, well, I listened to the book and the audiobook is fucking great. And the narrator is amazing. And I was like, this is maybe one of my favorite books ever and now i'm re-listening to it and confirmed it is one of my favorite books ever yeah um, brian pointed out that the narrator of the audiobook is like somebody who's done stephen king movies before like as an actor yeah. were you right uh, about that, Did you look that stephen up? weber the, the main thing in terms of stephen king stuff like i think he's been in some other uh, like uh, side stuff but his main contribution was he was jack torrance in the shining that's right series. The one that Stephen King was actually involved in because but not he didn't not the like, Kubrick one. Oh damn! He didn't like Kubrick's movie. Right. Yeah, huh. it's, it's that that whole story is so wild. We'll have it's to do ridiculous. a Shining episode at some it's point to cover good. that properly. Yeah, we can do Shining and we've already done Doctor Sleep, I think. Oh, we did. No, I don't think so. No way. We watched it, but we I, haven't. We done definitely. It I think it's episode. mentioned. I think it's been mentioned. I think yeah, yeah. That's it. I feel like we. Mentioned I don't think it. we've covered a whole episode. It was a mention. That would, that would but be another great two-parter. Oh yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, so Devin, yeah, what about what's up with you and, and it? Uh, horror-wise, I mean, like just to answer the the other question, which I feel like I probably have. Horror-wise, <laughs> I was not a big horror person until and I was an adult. Um. Sorry, the cat is yeah, yeah. upset. The classic. I think, I think all the doors are closed, so she can't move around. Yeah. Um, 
So I never interacted with it as a child until we watched the miniseries. And then a few years after that, I read the book. And I do like the book. And I think the book is very good. And I like it. I do not think I like it as much as everyone else here. Yeah. And you're, you're it's quite good. Yeah. Your main complaint is like what everybody's complaint is, right? With the book that it's simply too long. Yeah. I mean, yes, that it's too long, but too long in that I don't think it treads any new ground in its length. Like, right. I, there's plenty of things that are longer that are good. Yeah. And I, I think could be themselves longer. Whereas it, I just think it's like, okay, cool. Pennywise is stalking right. another person and they're going to get murdered. And now they've been murdered. That was another hundred pages. Yeah. Cool. It's a it's a weird thing where like I felt the exact same way after reading the book the first time and then I think the part of the reason people love it so much is cuz they go back to it because they really liked it and then the second time they have their their bias goggles on so it's like right. it it goes down a lot smoother cuz you already know what's going on and then yeah. you like filter out all that extra time right <laughs> cuz like the second time around for me went down way smooth the first time I was like yeah I yeah. have some serious problems with repetition of the same exact kind of thing sure. happening. I don't even know what I was complaining about this next, this second time reading it. And I don't know. It's like, it's That's, maybe I was, cause I was going through it so fast. The second I did time, not but. have that problem. The first time I listened to it, I, definitely I was trying did. to remember like when I would have had time to listen to it the first time. And it was like when I was working at Kroger and I was walking like 30 minutes uh, to work yeah. every day. Mm-hmm. And I remember right. like, I would just listen to it like 30 minutes at a time or like on my lunch break. And it was still like, this is amazing, and I love this, and it's incredible. No, I do. I do I think it's very good. It's definitely one of my favorite books as well. Um, I think I think I read the book reading. I don't think I listened mm, to it. But, I feel but, like that's tough. Eh, I Honestly. mean, I like, I like reading words yeah. more than you. <laughs> I have trouble reading. I'm a bad reader. <laughs> but um, I think also that's my consistent complaint with all Stephen King. Right. Other than his short stories is that it's just like, so Stephen, good. I love you, and you're an amazing writer. You do just sit and write. 10 hours a day. Oh, yeah. And it shows. Yeah. It shows. <laughs> he has a it's he has a different concept of length. Like he's yeah. just so much more used to longer things and Yeah. It's also and tough like, cuz it's like I so much of the stuff that is in there I'm like I love hearing an insanely long backstory for a character that does not yeah. matter. Mm-hmm. You should uh, read Moby Dick. I Ooh, do need seven, to read Moby Dick, yeah. It's, it's 700 pages and boy oh boy, a lot of those <laughs> pages. <laughs> Uh, there's an an entire chapter that's just about whale hunting and it's like the best chapter it's really well written i love when they do that it's so fucking boring and it's so good it's so Uh, weird one one of the one of the things that they go into in the book that it's it's interesting because both movies cover the first half of this not the second half it's tom rogan uh bev's husband uh in the book we have the scene where she has to get away from him Yes. Once she receives the call to go back to Derry, and it is like brutal. Like he is physically trying to fully attack her, and she has to like openly fight him to like where they both should be going to the hospital, yeah. uh, to to escape. And then later on, he goes to Derry looking for her to go try to actively murder her because yep. he's that crazy, uh, and it grabs him the same way that it grabs Audra. Uh, okay. In the movies, he's always abusive husband. She gets away with him, away from him, without as much struggle, and then he does not show up uh, yeah. when yeah. in Derry ever. They just leave it, which is like, the right choice. That's a good place to cut time. He, yeah, it, definitely. 
it's weird that in the book he goes to Derry and then nothing happens with him. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense to yeah. cut that out. But yeah, when the, you said that, I thought he was going to be another possessed person. Like I, he doesn't I, do anything. He he gets yeah. he, he gets grabbed by it and that's he gets that's owned. It. But the uh, the thing that I really like is during that fight we get it mostly from Tom Rogan's perspective, mm-hmm. and uh, he is going like in his mind the reason that he wants to hurt her is because he validates his own existence through her fear of him. So as when she starts opposing him, he starts like repeating to himself, "I exist," in like such a way where it, it is like. It's again the thing with Henry Bowers and with it, where by Bev opposing Tom Rogan, she's taking away all of his power and it is making him feel small and like he does not exist. Like he's gotten this idea somewhere where if he doesn't prove his existence to someone, it, he's not real. And like he, he talks about, really harps on that in the book. And I think it's very, hmm. very cool. Like when yeah. he first meets her, he talks about like the moment that he knew that it was like it. Not like the okay. One of the things that I love in the book is that it's all from his perspective. Like the all of those scenes are like with him as the narrator, and so it is like even more fucked up. And it's like kind of one of those cringy Stephen King things where you're just like, oh, I know you're doing it from the point of view of someone who's fucked up, but like, man, you said like the n word so many times, or like oh, the f word yeah. so many God, times, or like yeah. this so many times, and it really like like I don't think he's just like doing it to do you know like in every circumstance no. it really feels like okay like this was this he's, is Tom just being a real shit bag of a person like he's just like I, I believe Stephen King is one of the only people that I, I ever hear using like such insane language and not feel like he's just trying to get away with something or like he he feels it somehow a little bit himself like the only thing that I'm like a little iffy about is his uh, fat phobia with yeah. with the larger characters in, in, in the yeah. book, but everything but else like, I'm like so so going back to the Tom scene so when he like first meets Beverly he talks a lot about like how her what's the word like uh basically like the first time he smacks her in the fucking face instead of being like how dare you or like I'm gonna leave or something she's just like why did you do that and he's like because you did something that I don't like and she's like oh okay like I'm sorry and he's basically like perfect that's exactly what I'm looking for <laughs> he, and yeah. then just the chaos of like like the scene after that when she is when she does have to make her way to dairy and he is just doing the like do I exist like am I here am I even real like she's not taking me seriously I just told her to stop smoking and she's like chiefing on a fucking cigarette over here and like I want her to listen and be scared of me and she's over here like thinking about some other dude in Maine like what's happening am I even a person yeah, I, I should mention for anybody, it, go listen to our first episode if you're not going to watch the movie and listen to these episodes because right. that's where we cover all of the warnings. And there's there's like a few things in this story. So we're going to be talking about like sexual assault and abuse and suicide and things like like that are going to come up. Are we already in the configuration then? Yeah, and we're also spoiling. Yeah, I assumed. Yeah, I meant to. I it, it, it's I was going to ask you if what you, exactly. if you, was, yeah. If you yeah. start with it part two. The movie or part two of the miniseries, you're crazy. You're gonna start with part two of the podcast. You're also crazy. So so my intention was I was gonna ask y'all a question and then I was gonna cover all this and then we just so smoothly transitioned into it. But yes, we're obviously we're already in spoiler. This is just a continuation of part one of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Configurations open. Warnings have been said. Everything else has been said. Go listen to the first part if you have. Yeah, it would be insane (laughs) to watch it chapter two without chapter one. I would love that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it doesn't always matter as much as sequels is the thing. Like you don't, I guess the fact that it's chapter sure. two makes it more of a, yeah, it's, it's a mini series two part 
thing. Yeah. Like watching Indiana Jones two is very different than watching right. like the two towers. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. it's just one story. Uh and something that I mentioned last time that I wanted to to mention to y'all to see how you feel about it. Uh when you stream the movie, you remember that I said like I stopped the movie and I was like, This is where part one ends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um the part like the reason it was so important for me to stop it is like because when you watch when you watch it on VHS, that first part stops and then they roll credits with the song, you know. And I think that hits like so good and hard, uh, like the horror of Stan's suicide, and then like it's like joyful song. Uh, right. That to me always hit real hard. And then you go into chapter two, like, oh, fuck, dude, I'm in it now. Uh, and that's like, it's weird that that is an impact that gets lost from it having switched mediums to streaming where they cut out that midway through credit scene. It's just sure. uh, strange that that. I'm that, just, that, it, that it is like just that. interesting to me that they decided to combine it into a full movie on streaming. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a two-part miniseries. Yeah. In, no uh, on VHS, have, it yeah. was never built. I thought it was a movie my entire life until I. I mean, that's much how older. it aired, though. Like, I know, but on, I, exactly like. on VHS, it was like, this is a movie. It just I mean, has even, two VHS tapes because it's so long. Even saying something <laughs> is a two-part miniseries is wild. Like, right. What do you I mean, two-part right. miniseries? Like, it's yeah. a five-episode minimum. Like, what are you talking yeah. about? Even Fear Street was like, <laughs> we're coming out with three movies in a, a row, back-to-back. There you go. It's... It's weird because you don't like it's it's a trilogy, but you're not like thinking of it as a trilogy in the traditional sense because mm-hmm. it's like back to back to back coming out. Yeah, but like it miniseries, it's it's not a miniseries. It's well, just I, a movie. And I think point. that also brings up: Do you guys think that it's better as a movie or as a miniseries, or would you rather it be even longer? Because personally, I would prefer if they had done like for its part one and two, the 2017, 2019, whatever. Mm-hmm. I would prefer they had done like a twelve episode season yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I would have preferred like six to twelve hours. So you can it. get a full yeah. accounting that you get in the book. Yeah, it's it's like, complicated. I mean, I think the original miniseries does a really good job in the time that they like for three absolutely. hour runtime. They cover a lot of ground very effectively. Sure. And I th- and I think like, also for being a a TV movie, right? right? I yeah. didn't I didn't even like we talked about it last time. I had not even considered how it's a TV movie, and so they can't really show that much violence or anything. Yeah, and I still yeah. I'm like that movie is like horrific, right? Like it's I don't know how much <laughs> Stephen King was actually. I was thinking about this because we watched we watched a documentary show called uh, like 101 Scariest Movies Moments yeah. or something yeah. like that, right? And I they had like some moments from the new it movies but they didn't i don't think they had anything from the old ones no. or maybe like no. one they, maybe like they never talk about or show the miniseries in anything i thought but really i i they used to though i, I feel, feel like in the 90s and the 2000s it was much more of a cultural moment yeah i, feel I, don't, like it's I, sort of been I think lost. it was because there wasn't another thing you well, know like now that the new one has come out i think they're just maybe. like it's a strange thing for me where I feel like the original miniseries has always been part of the zeitgeist and something that everybody knows about and discusses openly. Yeah. But I've never seen, like, when it's time to do horror documentary stuff, I've never seen anybody talk or write or do anything with the old miniseries. Probably because it's not considered a movie. It huh. might be for Maybe. that reason. I don't know, but I, I always thought that was strange. Yeah. And, like, even going into this, it's like... Technicality-wise, but... I, and maybe that's part of what like has held the magic alive for me with the original miniseries is that like nobody's fucking 
talking about it in documentaries so that I don't get to find out every little last detail about it, you know? Uh, Another thing for me was that, like, I don't know most of the actors, barring, like, Seth Green, Tim Curry. Yeah. John Uh, Ritter. I do. I love love the miniseries (laughs) slash movie. I think the actor choices were really good, and I think it does play real like you can tell that somebody read the book and then was like okay i we're love gonna the make book, an yeah. outline of the book <laughs> and we're gonna put like summary and then we're gonna go through it and then we're gonna cut out all the and like everything that they cut out they did a great job of picking like yeah. i just really think they did a good job but i do have to say like the new movies are it's not like jump scare scarier it's just like they do the scary like when i think about watching the miniseries movie i'm like i love that movie for a lot of reasons but it's not necessarily because i find it really scary so so let's actually cover what do you rate the book the original movie slash miniseries and each of the new movies i have not seen the new movies that's okay okay so i will abstain from those cool (laughs) shannon Book is Ghost Skull Alien for sure. Easy. Uh, um, I had trouble see, with the original yeah, movie. Because well, yeah. I feel like the, the miniseries, I'm like, well, I want to give it, I don't think I can give it a Ghost Skull Alien. I think I have to go Mr. Cool. That makes um, sense. I can respect that. Yeah. I think it would be a Ghost That's Skull the Alien. the only other thing he can, re- they can respect. <laughs> Mr. Cool. That's true. I, I think I, that's what I, I said before. I was like, yeah, I'm going to pick a Mr. Cool. But no, I mean, can, like, I get it. I get it. No, it's, it's I get it if you go down to Smiley, but it 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 makes sense to me. It does. It yeah. really does. It's a high Mr. Cool, but I can't like I'm I definitely saw it before I read the books and really liked it. So yeah. I'm not like worried that because I read the book, I'm like, oh, it, it must be way better than I No, Like, <laughs> I, I did genuinely enjoy it. I do kind of wish it was a little scarier, but like, I just enjoy it. How it is. I'm going on a tangent. Uh, yes. Each so, movie? Then the, each of the new ones? Mr. Cool for that. And the new ones? I don't know. Those are really hard for me. Like, definitely at least a smiley face for all of them. Like, none of them are lower mm-hmm. than smiley. None of them are Ghost Skull Alien, for sure. Right. Um, I don't even know if I would give them Mr. Cools, though. The first one is, like, maybe close to a Mr. Cool. I think the second one is smiley. Because I just, mm-hmm. like... I feel like it was very forgettable. Like we yeah. watched it and I'm already like, wait, James McAvoy was Bill. I like don't even remember that. I remember You've Bill left Hader. Dairy. You're forgetting. And I remember Eddie. Oh. Like I love, I absolutely, <laughs> honestly. Who's the actor for, for Eddie? It's uh, James Ransone, who is also known for Sinister and Sinister 2 and oh, Generation no. Kill. Don't know what that is. I have is. to go oh. back and say, I'm gonna, I got to give It Chapter 1 uh, uh, Mr. Cool. If not exclusively for Eddie in child form. You do love Eddie. I (laughs) love him so much. I think he's so funny and so adorable. I I don't know. I want to do the ratings. I do have another follow-up question to them. So remind me to ask my follow-up. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Do, do your ratings and then follow-up question. Then I can respond to all this. Okay, cool. (laughs) My ratings um, book. I would give ghost skull alien. I do think it's a great book. It's, like probably the best horror book. I'm not a huge horror book person. That's a, I mean that's I'm, huge. It's definitely that's huge there. to give a horror book like top billing when you're not a yeah. horror person. Like yeah. it's like exactly if, if you're gonna read any book in the horror genre, probably that one. Other than that, it'd be like Dracula or like Frankenstein. I'd no, I'd yeah. say what, what else? Honestly, if you want a very good book and you're not 
like horror is not as much your thing, still A House on Haunted Hill is, mm. is a really, really good book. Nice and short um, female yeah. author. Fucking chill. I don't. Do you mean House on Haunted Hill or Haunting of Hill House? The Haunting of Hill House is Haunting what I mean. Okay. Whoa. Nice. God, that's so fucked I up. I fuck those up every goddamn Literally time. Literally every single it's time me, Jorge says House on Haunted Hill. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I do not think that is what you think it is. Just fucking yeah. Vincent Price pulling a skeleton I out. I brought just chilling. <laughs> <laughs> chilling Price. It is, uh, um, no, it's about an extremely lonely girl. <laughs> <laughs> for, for original miniseries, I would give it a very strong uh mr cool guy it is not a super high one it is not a super low one it is a very like you should watch this it's good to watch i would recommend it i would watch it with people i don't think it's like some perfect yeah the preach the gospel of it too yeah i'm not extolling its virtues to the masses right um and then for the movies like i said nothing yeah yeah, yeah. uh and then my follow-up question is if you had forgotten your childhood experience with a monster and you got the call and the memory started flooding back, Ooh. what would you do? Ooh. Are you are, <sighs> like, cause Stan is a real consideration. Yeah. yeah. It's so you're, I mean, really here's the thing is like Stan. the, the thing that we have to add on to that is that you also made the promise. You made the promise. So the yeah. reason that Stan kills himself is because, uh, I'm, Ultimately, everybody feels a strong compulsion to come back. And I yep. believe that Stan, Stan kills himself because he feels that need to go back and he so badly doesn't want to go back that he chooses death instead. Yeah. Yep. Um, that's I'll go back tough. for the tea alone. <laughs> just, oh, You're going to go back for the, that, for the tea alone. no way that <laughs> wow. any amount of tea I would that. not be able to set my curiosity is insane dude you know how fucking nosy i am i would not be able to stay away do you know i would how be like scary it Hanlon, is what do you know yeah no i but here's the thing jorge we've gotten scared in thunderstorms before what are you talking thing, about jorge Devin oh, said, all your memories come rushing yeah. back, but you don't remember all that shit until you get back there. That's it's like true. part of what just, yeah, allows yeah, them yeah, to yeah, come yeah. back is they're like, it's really horrible. I know it's really horrible. I that's can't remember I mean, exactly honestly, why it was so horrible, Like, but like, I'm going to go back kind of in spite of it point. and like, eh, kind of not knowing exactly what was so horrific. And then they come worse. back and then they're like, oh my that God. That is maybe oh. worse. In their position with, like if we're in their exact position, it does help a lot not knowing exactly. I don't know because you know that you won. Also, a nameless fear that all that you can remember is death, is the dread childhood, and and you know something mystical has happened because you've lost all your memories. That's maybe worse to me. Yeah, and that's boost your curiosity. Like it might boost that part of you enough to go, I have to know. But I don't think it would, be, it would not feeling. be out of curiosity for me. I can tell you that. You know, like, curiosity, yeah. loyalty, and then like wanting to help people. Like if somebody's telling yeah. me like, hey, you made a promise and you like re- people are dying. Like we really need your help. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I mean, I that's the thing. Is, like, they don't even know. Any of those three hit me. Totally if, yeah, fair. If, totally we, fair. if we change it a little bit and you do remember everything. Right. Then it's like. The thing, the real thing that I would sit and think about would be like, okay, is there any chance that if it kills me, I will be stuck in some sort of hell dimension for eternity? Mm. That's the main thing that I'd be afraid of. Because if I die, I die. You know, dying to save a bunch of kids, that's badass, right? Like, I can do that. I can handle that. (laughs) So if you're, 
Bill and you've seen the deadlights or if you're yeah. Eddie and you've seen the deadlights, then maybe it's a no. But if you're like one of the ones who don't see the deadlights, yeah. maybe it's a yes. You're like, oh, I could do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that did that does kind of bring me to one of the questions that I had. One of the fun mm. questions I had is, uh, which character would we each be out of the Losers Club? Uh, Ooh. Right, right. I don't know, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. That's... I think Shannon hits me a little bit as a Richie. <laughs> <laughs> I. I don't think I was like that when I was a kid, though. Well, like, it's, 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 we're talking about us now, you know. We yeah. all had a varied childhoods. I would say now I would... When I was a child, I would probably be closer to, like, a Ben. Mm. Okay. I, think, I think I also feel a very strong kinship with Ben. Yeah, or, like... Oh, my God, am I, I Bev? I hope you are. I hope so. No. Minus all the sex stuff, you know. No. <laughs> Wait, no, we have not talked about the only sex of the only thing that you have in common. <laughs> that is, yeah, and the cigarettes. <laughs> the cigarettes I was thinking about. You, are you? What possible relationship can you point to in your entire life where someone has been like abusing you in a way that? Oh is, like, no, not emotional that emotional control. But that's no, no, like, no, no, not not so what's happening to them. That that is true. That is true. That's like yeah. the whole thing is like this this very strong person who was abused into like this weird relationship with abuse that like I if we're if we're including what know. is like actively being done to them yeah then uh definitely not bev uh, <laughs> <laughs> i gotta get out of here <laughs> it's funny because yeah, rich richie's the one that hasn't had anything like done to him we're talking about it. he's the only one who like chooses to be a loser or it's the adhd that pushes him in that yes. direction you know right. that yeah. he has for sure that they don't mention we'll also stand um, Stands Stan stands small and has asthma, which is enough in the no, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie is small. Sorry, Stan is Jewish. Stan's Jewish. Stan is Stan's Jewish. Jewish. That yeah. is his. Yeah, That's in true. the book, in the book is much more heavily focused right. on that. Lots they yeah, they yeah, yeah. destroy him because he's Jewish. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, um, and he's yeah. quite yeah. He's he, and he's like uh, the most scared out of all of them. Even though Eddie's the one who like true. physically seems like he'd be the most scared, it's Stan who's mm-hmm. who's the scaredy yeah, cat. Eddie's quite brave. Stan's scaredy cat him, I think doesn't. Affect his like social standing. No, he's, yeah. he's you know the Boy Scout. Exactly. Yeah. His, yeah. Um, I would honestly, I would, the, especially like factoring in both childhood and like the adult like kind of fusion of it. Mm-hmm. Um, my two, I feel like the two biggest ones that I do have is Eddie and Stan. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i think i got a little eddie in me too (laughs) with a splash of richie but nothing crazy like nothing like heavy on that just a just a dip because of saying stupid shit like yeah (laughs) i could do i'd like a adult ben for me oh Mm, that's something i hottest i I think kid ben for me oh yeah I think I, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, no, Devin totally called me out. I think I'm very Richie and it's like, especially my <laughs> yeah. adult self. And I'm just like, man, the number of times I've like said something and then been like, I probably should have just said that in my head. <laughs> the, oh no. The extent to which, and this is, <laughs> you I'm just saying the extent to which rewatching the miniseries and like getting to the adults part, Richie adult Richie 
What a nightmare to be around. Oh my god. That guy. <laughs> oh my god. Jesus Christ. I love like, him. I oh my god. If if I was in a Chinese restaurant with a bunch of my friends and that dude walked in and started saying the the shit that he says, I would just be like, dude, god fucking damn it, Richie. <laughs> go. I feel Shut like the fuck up, Richie. I feel like he's worse in the book. Like I was listening oh, to yeah. the scene uh, they call where, him trash mouth in the book and it's yeah. where where constant. Officer Nell catches them having yeah. made the dam and he's like, Yeah, you guys are gonna have to like I'm being really chill about this you guys are gonna have to tear it down but it's fine i'm not gonna get you in trouble i'm not even gonna tell your parents like literally just get rid of it i'm gonna sit over here and richie's like doing the irish cop accent at the irish cop and just (laughs) being such a little and then and then officer nell is over there like just being a police officer yeah. in Derry, which <laughs> if I was a police officer in Derry, I would also be drinking on the job. But oh, he right. like pulls out his like brown bottle with no label and he's drinking from it. And Richie's like, oh, what you got there, Sonny? Or something. And he's like, coughs, like God's greatest cough syrup or whatever is his answer. And it's just like, <laughs> yes, officer. I... No. Yeah, that I'm... kid's being such a little dipshit. And all his friends are just like, would you shut the fuck up for one fucking second dude moment, oh my god the moment for me is in the movie the the miniseries when they say uh he puts his fists against the post and still insists he sees the ghost mm-hmm. for the first time they're like what is that and bill stuttering extremely badly it's so says, funny dude that's what my mother told me to keep me from stuttering and richie goes <laughs> Well, let me tell you, pal, it didn't work. Oh, it's like, not Jesus. working. Jeez Louise. Yeah. And, like, and Bill, Bill does such a good, like, look at him angry real fast and then yeah. start laughing. And that's I'm the like, thing. I love these characters. Yeah. That's the thing. That is the moment that most makes me, like, recognize Richie's place in their friendship and why they like him and how this kind of ribbing works mm-hmm. when you're very close. Yeah. It's a really well done scene, but it is also, like, if if any other person than my best friend from childhood said that sock right in the mouth right and jesus christ if i was a kid and that kid was around me i would have punched that kid so many fucking times i would have been the bully to fucking richie yeah i mean they but they made each other strong together you know it's like it's also a big uh something i was mentioning in the last episode that uh the ritual of chud if you remember from the book uh Mm. what what legend says is that you have to bite the creature's tongue and then say jokes to it. And if it laughs first, you win basically, right. which puts a lot of pressure on Richie as like one of the people that can truly defeat it because he's like the one that can use humor above everything else to not believe in it and believe in himself and his friends, uh, which comes to fruition, not in the first time they fight him where Bill defeats him, but the second time where Bill's unable to, and Richie's the one who actually right. goes into the deadlights uh, and, fights him and brings Bill back, which is interesting that it's Richie over anybody else. Cause I had always considered him like a, like a more secondary character, right? Yeah. Cause it's a uh, Bill Bev Ben for me first, but Richie's yes. actually like way up there. Eddie's incredibly important because he saves everybody. Mike's the, See, here's like, the like everybody. Here's the thing. As soon as That's you try to push anybody down, so everybody good, just keeps that... springing back up being like, no, mm-hmm. we're the most important. Except That's good what old the book stand. does so good <laughs> is that everybody <laughs> is just, stand fucking awesome oh, and all the characters are so good and yeah i agree yeah poor stan uh another thing i'd mentioned that i, I want to get your thoughts on because i haven't come to a good conclusion on it uh in the book when they make the promise and they cut each other's hands with the coke bottle it's still bill pushing the promise on everyone hmm. but it's stan that does the cutting 
And they mention mm. this several times throughout the book that they keep coming back to it. Uh, and they never really push what the significance of that is, but there's clearly something there. Like so, Stephen King doesn't do things randomly like that. I thought of an upsetting thing, which is just, I don't know when it happens in the book in relation to Stan's suicide, but it's mm-hmm. either foreshadowing or just similar imagery to right. what he does in the bathtub. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely that. In terms of that. They talk about him doing the cutting, like the whole book basically. Okay. Okay. Um, and the but but his suicide also happens right at the beginning of the book. Mm-hmm. Well, it's think, not halfway it's through like the, like the movies are. In gotcha. The yeah. Okay. There there's a if I remember the book correctly, and it has been a while. There is an undercurrent that like each of these characters is bringing something different to their group, and mm-hmm. is like sort of embodying some different thing that is empowering the others. And for Stan, a lot of it was that sort of like moral center and like rationale rationale yeah and even just like like of course stan's the one doing the cutting because like stan's the one who's like taking care of these things right you know yeah there's something yeah. else they it's say in the books is, mysticism, you know? yes they're like talking about stan and they're talking about how he was like very particular yeah. and like always had to have things a certain way exactly yeah i wonder if they, I don't remember what they say specifically in the book, but I wonder if he cut his own hand, you know, Probably. and maybe it's like a thing that he didn't cut his own or something. Yeah, maybe he oh, did like it somebody so else that he wouldn't it. have to cut Like that's why he was the one that cut it and like that's why the, it didn't work to bring him back, you know. God. Um, what do they, what do they do? It, I don't, I don't want to, I don't think it's a spoily. We're in, Devin. we're in, we're in, we're full in. Yeah. 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 Oh, I, well, I know sp- Devin hasn't finished the new movies, oh, but it's, it's, yeah. but yeah, in the, I think it's in the new movies. If I'm remembering correctly, they like Stan doesn't come back obviously cause he, he dies. Mm-hmm. Um, he and then he, but he like appears later and he's just like, I had to kill myself so that, there wouldn't be an incomplete circle. They, no. they read like a, a blah, note blah, 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 that he like, sent to everybody. It doesn't appear like that's a, what it is. Yeah. He, he sent a everybody to a do note. Some more yeah. acting well, it's just like it's note, not a thing yeah. in the book. It's not no. a thing in the miniseries, and it's really fucking stupid in the new movie. And it doesn't. Oh, really? Make... We so we yeah. we had some uh, some conflicting thoughts about that. Where we thought it was kind of nice that they like gave him a way to not. Like I was saying, it, it oh, kind of like rather than him just like chickening out. So sorry to, to finish thing. that thought, Devin. Like what he's saying is that he killed himself because he knew he wasn't strong enough to come back, and he also knew that they would not be able to defeat it if all the living members were not there. Right. So you're saying yeah. he killed himself in order to fulfill the promise, so that they would be able to defeat it, even though he was right. too afraid yeah. to come back. Sure. And I like the all of the losers actually fulfill their task when that is the case. Um, as opposed to what it happens in the book in the miniseries where it's like it does fully defeat Stan, you know. And it's, I think it's, I prefer it defeating Stan, but I can see liking either way. I can see either way. I don't think it sucks is all. Right. You know, like that, yeah. is, that is a True. terrible decision. Yeah. I Got it. Yeah, I mean, I do love how intense and sad it is that it defeats Stan. I, I do struggle with it because Ugh. like they were so strong together, you know. And Well, I think and it's also so like... Together, yeah. I think it's important for some them to lose something, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I think it makes the story much more intense. Like I think if you just cut Stan killing himself out of the book, like the quality of the book would be reduced quite. Yeah, a bit. For I, sure. agree. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. And I think it's better because, like, you can also interpret it that way yourself, right? right? Through the book, it's not like he 
Stephen King writes out like this is exactly Stan was a fucking <laughs> scaredy cat and he done killed himself yeah. and abandoned his promise. It's just like no, Stan kills himself and like maybe it was it, maybe it was him, maybe he had a reason, maybe he didn't, you know. Yeah. I think if anything in the book it like really not like does him justice, that's not the word I'm looking for, but I don't know, just the way that they do all of the backstory about like him and his wife and like their relationship and their life and everything. And then you're just like, Oh, this that he didn't, he didn't even take a bath with the door closed. Like his wife is just like, he was always honest with me. Like everything was like great. And, and then this happens and it makes the tragedy like even that more terrible. Mm -hmm. And it's also just wild that that's like, the third scene in the book and you're just like, I don't know pretty much anything about these characters. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're just like, here is Stan and now he's dead. And you're just like, Whoa, that's, wait, that's one of the only things I think they legitimately do better in, in the uh, media representations over the book is mm-hmm. having that be after you see them defeat it as children. Hmm. Um, I love not like the idea of not knowing that. And then after you fully care about these people, then seeing Stan kill himself as the end to like the first half, I think works really well. I think it, I think it's good to know that Stan's going to die. I think there's such an, um, like there's a sadness and an impending doom as you get to mm. know these characters yeah. in the book to just know right. like, Oh, Stan's dead. Like the book's exactly. so long. I forget by the time that we get back around. <laughs> Even, to oh, it. Fuck yeah. He takes forever. <laughs> Yeah, uh, even knowing the the promise sort of thing as well of just getting like them cutting together like promise me that you'll come back and we already know Stan right. isn't Stan, yeah. coming back like yeah. will not make no. this through yeah. one way or the other sort of thing it's just like what I what that. I do love about the idea of him killing himself for pure fear of it and letting it defeat him is just like how harrowing and scary that makes the situation because yeah, like exactly. part of it is like when they come back as adults is supposed to be they've lost the magic of youth which is how they defeated it and like it mm-hmm. is now confident again when they come back because yes. he's like you guys do not have the power anymore to defeat me. I don't he remember- like specifically oh, says yeah. to Ben like you you're adults now like it's gonna be very easy for you to die like you definitely can't beat me this time i'm allowed to kill kids like well he also says to um henry bowers like i can beat them if they only half believe but Mm -hmm. you can kill them no matter what and it's like beat them if they half believe full believe or don't believe at all and i it's funny because he says that i'm i start to get confused about does he mean that because he think, says you only, they only have to half believe in him. And like, is it better for them to full believe in him or not believe in him? No, I think he says, I can beat them if they half believe or don't believe at all. I don't think he says if they full believe. I think it's specifically... No, no, no. He says, I can kill them if they only half believe in me. Mm-hmm. But you can kill them regardless. You can kill them if they half believe, full believe, or don't believe at oh, all. He's talking right, about right. Uh, Henry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To to Henry. Yes. About himself, he only says half believe. Right. And I believe it's that he can't kill them if they don't believe in him. But the I way he says it, since he says half, it, it makes it confusing as to whether, like, which half is the important half yeah. of belief yeah. See, against I'm, him. I'm, I'm the opposite. I think they need to fully believe that he exists and to understand, like, his existence so that they can beat him. So they can move through and go, we yeah. can actually defeat this thing that exists. Because he kills a lot of people like, who don't know about him. He doesn't that's true. Yeah, I feel like part of it is, yeah, like, absolutely. the... The whole, like part of the thing is like he comes as your fear, right? Exactly. So like he's representing your fear. But if you're just like, yeah, that's not fucking scary anymore. Like I don't care. Then he like goes away. Like when Richie is just like shouting like Irish cop nonsense yeah. at him, he's just like, oh, 
okay, yeah. like I'm not scary anymore, so I guess I can't do anything anymore. Well, so I don't know if it's like necessarily like believing. But there's also <sighs> I don't know. There's, that's, there's that's hard. Eddie Kasprag pulling out his inhaler and saying, "This is battery acid, you slime." Fully believing in it. So good. Fully believing in the battery acid. Right. Yeah. I think it's like you have to like use your beliefs to make the reality that it has to live in because mm. otherwise it's just like an, in, an unbeatable cosmic yeah. force yeah. it can do whatever and yeah. you're well they do this the thing where they of your regular logic exactly going, wait a minute yeah it's interesting because they have to it seems like they have to believe in fairy tales and magic and made up stuff and yeah. purposely not believe in it like believe more yeah. in themselves and exactly. hope and magic to right. be able to defeat it yeah you for know? that yeah. Like quote you said was it just only if they half believe Did, does it specify itself yeah, in that or i know for a say- fact what he says when it comes to killing him yeah that they have to only half believe and it's not clear whether he yeah. means half to full or half to none. Well, what I'm right. saying is... Because when he talks about Henry, he says to half... To me, they say half believe. No, no, no. Yeah. It to, says, no, for, them, for him to kill them, them... If they only half believe. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. it's about killing them. Okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, killing him is different, which, which is another point. You know, maybe it's different belief on him hurting them versus him. And uh, it's, also, it's also very clear, like, it does not believe it can be killed. Right. No. It thinks it can be beaten <laughs> again, perhaps, but it... And it's yeah, until they're actually in the books, as soon as they're actually defeating it, it is very aware that it can be hurt all of a sudden. And right. it's like it has not been hurt before. And it's extremely scared and yeah. upset by this turn of events uh, in the miniseries. He is scared of them. Like Bill makes a point to say so. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty much all that they like. They kind of just directly tell you that it is afraid of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in the new series, who the fuck knows, dude? That thing is wild. <laughs> in the new series, I feel like, huh? It's, no, a, that it's fight, a different that vibe from it. During, yeah. say, during the fight, he gets scared. It gets scared very specifically. Like you can just see it yeah. visually. Clown, mm-hmm. clown. But there isn't. Stop it, please. Um, but there isn't anything like lead up wise, like leading up to it that suggests it might be afraid. It just yeah. happens during the fight. Yeah. I, th- yeah. I think I did watch the first. <laughs> you watch all of chapter one. I'm yeah. remembering now. Yeah, yeah, I did. And I, I think the difference between that one and all the other depictions is that like that movie's Pennywise seems a lot less aware. Like these, mm-hmm. the other Pennywises are just like, Oh no, no, I'm fucking around with you. And I'm a spooky, scary clown. Who's going to, you know, rip you apart and be the wolf man. Also, I'm like a god. I'm the eater of yeah. worlds, and I know exactly what's going on. The eater of worlds and of children. And of children. Yeah, but it, it does, like, know so much stuff. We don't yeah. really have a good idea of the extent of its knowledge or power, and I think that's very terrifying to me. Yeah, because I, I love in the book all the shit about the turtle. And and it is also, I think, one of the moments that makes it a Mr. Cool Guy and not a Ghost Skull Alien is when the uh, claymation spider walks out and it's like, it's me, a big spider. And you're like, oh, okay. Love big spider. <laughs> you're I love big spider. I like practical effects. He also, yeah. I've noticed the claymation again with the shower scene with Eddie. 
Where I love the claymation. There's a in the nice shower bit scene. of like the gloves coming up through the regular drain yeah. pipe, and then it just fully goes like California claymation? raisin yes. style, like pulling. Yes. And I'm like, yeah. yes, that excellent. part. That I, part I really like. I'm just saying, it's creepy. That yeah. Without much of the explanation of its yeah. like power or anything, yeah. when they it comes <laughs> out and they go, it's a big spider. Like, You're like, what? oh, okay. And that is like <laughs> one of the known complaints about the miniseries right. is that they're upset that its true form was just a spider. Yeah. Um. It's tough for me. I mean, that's why I, I specifically said... So I gave the book uh, Ghost Skull Alien, the miniseries of Ghost Skull Alien, the uh, chapter one, A Mr. Cool, and chapter two, A Smiley Face. Makes sense. With the asterisk that for the miniseries, I literally can't give an unbiased opinion of it because <laughs> it's so deeply embedded in my mind as Absolutely. one of the forms of... One of like the archetypes of narrative, you know? Uh, I feel like one of the things the new movie does so well is like, I mean, this is what I was saying before, like the new movie makes it feel like very scary. Like you see in the miniseries, you see the claymation spider and you're just like, that's pretty cool. But also like, that's not the thing that I would be the most scared of. Mm -hmm. And then in the new movies, they're just like, here is this floating column of children. Like, underground in the sewers there are just all these children and teens like floating up into the air like ever so slowly and it like it's like very similar to the like spider webby thing that they do in the Mm. end of the miniseries but it's just like very eerie and like cool and i don't know and just like i uh i love when i love when characters in both of the movies get uh in the in the new movies part uh, chapter one and chapter two get hit with the deadlights because there's a very serious one in chapter one with Beverly. That's like very good because she's, she's going fully like, yeah, she's not afraid of you anymore. Like that sort of thing. And it goes, Oh, okay. And then opens its mouth to reveal the deadlights. And she's just like gone from the, like she rolls her eyes back thing. There is a fucking hilarious one in (laughs) chapter two where Bill Hader as adult Richie Tozier is firing up mad hard. And I'm like, yes, excellent. Here we go. Throws a rock at him. And he's like, let's go, motherfucker. Why don't we? And he's as he's swinging, he immediately drops and goes full, like, eyes roll back, like, pause. Yeah. And I'm like, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> the, I mean, they they do the same thing in the miniseries, whereas each person comes up to help. They get blasted yeah. with the deadlights and they kind of go limp standing yep. up. And yep. No, but it's so goofy in the miniseries because it's like Bill and then who else? Just, uh, and then and then one of them comes up and then Ben. ben. No, no. Ben. There's Bill and then Richie's the one who has both of his hands on Oh, Richie's the one with both. Yeah, Bill yeah. and then Ben and then Richie's got both of his arms <laughs> over both of them and yeah. then they're all just like, Duh, like staring, and you're just like, guys, uh, come on! Uh, it's it's such a it's a very and Beverly's literally just like, ah, uh, no, I I'm not looking directly at it, so it's totally fine. And it's like, I mean, guys, she goes all she... you had to do was avert your eyes slightly, <laughs> and it, it would have been fine. Yeah, like, like, are you kidding me? You guys are such idiots. Yeah, and and Bev kind of makes sense because she's like looking for a second to shoot, and then looks away, mm-hmm. and then she runs off to the side to go yeah. grab the earrings, and like she's doing her thing. Eddie fully runs up to them and just like puts his hand in front of his face a little bit, and he's like, "I'm yeah. fine." <laughs> I'll save also, you guys. He's also doing like the "I believe in Santa Claus," "I yeah, believe in the Tooth Fairy," yeah. etc. But yeah. I don't believe in you. Yeah. Uh, and it sucks as he he does the battery acid again, and then it picks him up anyways Doesn't because like yeah. it's not good enough. Not and I think it's just because he's an adult, you know. Yeah. Like he dies in the book, he dies in all of the movies. It's so sad because Stan's. <laughs> 
Stan, in a way, is one of the strongest one of them because he had the most fear to overcome. Who actually Eddie manages? Or Stan? Sorry, Eddie. I get Eddie. those two okay. names confused all the time, yeah. and it's not even the most confusing ones because in the low triangle we have Ben, <laughs> Bev, Bill. Yeah, yeah. BBB is uh, unbelievable. Yeah, BBB. But I call I switch Stan and Eddie all the time. But uh, yeah, I'm talking about Eddie this entire time. Uh, Eddie's one of the saddest ones to me because he is, in a way, the strongest because he's the most scared person who overcomes their fear. Yeah, you know, right. Whereas everybody God. else comes from like a, uh, I mean, Bill is half crazy. Like if you read the book, he's almost yeah. insane himself from how badly he wants to avenge Georgie and like alleviate his own guilt and get his parents to love him again. Like he's truly wild. Yeah. Being Stephen King. Yeah. No, it, it is <laughs> very funny that it's yeah. just like Bill is Stephen King. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Uh, Eddie's like- life is just like. Yeah. So fucking sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the book and the movies. Like, it's just. The, I don't remember what it is. I don't remember what his life is in uh, It Chapter 2 in the new movies. But, like, the, in the miniseries, they make it. The he's with his mom. Okay. Yeah. 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 And then in the books, he, like, marries his mother, basically. And you're just like. Which I'm even happy. To, like, oh my God. The whole scene with what's her name, Myra. You're just like, yeah. this. I would throw myself off a bridge if I were in this situation. Like, how is this happening? How did it get to here? And then he's like in Derry and he's like, I wish I had just stayed home with Myra. And it's like, wait, so you do really love her. But like, just, uh, yeah. I don't know. This is a lot, man. Well, this, this, this goes into a little bit of what I was talking to you guys about when we were watching the movie and what I talked to Brian about last time with like my different take on Eddie's mother after like reading mm-hmm. the book a second totally. time. Oh, like the, the it vibes. Yeah. Her being, yeah. well, her being a more sympathetic character and her like everybody in town has some idea of it existing and she seems to have it instead of ignoring it. Like everybody else does actually turns the other direction. Right. And is being overly protective of Eddie because right. she knows that there are truly fucked it's up things in this town. Her, yeah. She can feel that his friends are pulling him down to fight it basically. Mm-hmm. And is both trying to resist it being fought by him and trying to protect Eddie. I feel like, you know, and I, I think that's uh, another thing that the miniseries like, tries to do and does its best to do but that you can't get through it and not through the book is no. this sense of like dairy's fundamental corruption mm-hmm. like the the spreading tendrils of it's just right. like evil getting into everybody we talk about it but it's not like there it it sorry shit. the miniseries does it a lot better like the new movies barely don't like right. basically don't do it the miniseries does it by directly telling you yeah. like the big yeah. scene is bev saying that uh that old man goes inside instead yeah. of helping her yeah. saving her from henry bowers mm-hmm. and then he that's where she says the town is like this yeah. and so once you know the deal if you keep rewatching the movie and you in your mind <laughs> know how everything is and you're like yeah this yeah. is i feel oh, it exactly. once i know yeah, exactly. you know See, I don't even think that Eddie's mom is necessarily, like, protecting him from, like, what she perceives to be, like, the evil of Derry. I yeah, think maybe she not. herself is affected by the evil mm. of Derry, and that is what makes her, like, what she is. Like, that is part of why, like, Bill's parents are just, like... Yeah, we don't really care that you exist anymore because our son died. Like, it's yeah. not just the trauma of their younger son dying. It's totally. also like, yeah, Very we're possibly, like riddled yeah. by the evil of Derry. And sure. well, just... I, yeah, and I think like that is the scariest part of its influence is like, not only does it 
make evil people and evil thoughts stronger it also like takes all your good impulses and turns them and twists them into something yeah. worse like right and the like the impulse not- of helping her kid becomes this like horrible toxic codependency that destroys his mm-hmm. entire life and yeah. her entire life yeah and then not knowing part of thing like like ben is at the library like as an adult there mm-hmm. mike's like okay guys wander around town Sorry, I'm going to be mainly talking about the book for this part. But uh, Mike is like, guys, wander around town, jog your memories, whatever. And Ben goes to the library and he like asks about this one librarian. And they're like, oh, she died a few years ago, like of a stroke, blah, blah, blah. And Pennywise is in the library and he's like, it was me. Ha, ha, ha. I killed her. And you're like, wait, did you? It was three years ago. Has it been going on for like four? I know it's like a different span of time each time. And it's like not exactly like 27 years. Pennywise also just says shit. That's that's the thing. But you're like, I would believe you. Or I want it. I don't yeah. know. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't really like, matter. There's because like it works a, out, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, kind yeah. of like that everybody is more stressed out. Like in a way, even I mean. she had a natural stroke, it still yeah. was his fault that mm-hmm. she got it that early on, right? Like, totally, but also I think it's it's more terrifying that you're like, man, I can't even trust a single thing that it says about this stuff that it doesn't even matter. Seemingly, bl- mm-hmm. yeah. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just well, there's an bad. There's an excellent part that they that is like, pretty much only the mini series where Ben is an adult and uh, Beverly comes in to let him know that he wrote the poem and they start making out and yeah. it turns out to be it. And he's like, kiss me fat boy. And yeah. I'm like, okay, that's kind of goofy, kind of fucking really scary. And uh, then afterwards, Be- uh, Beverly says coincidentally something very similar and, yeah. and like the music turns and he starts having a panic he attack. Yeah. He's like, I don't know if it's you or that fucking clown anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm like, that's so scary. And yes, it turns nice because she's like, it's me, it's me. And you can feel the moment of tenderness. And it, but I- and it's just like that moment of true hope and just a sea of madness that it is like forcing upon them. I I do. It's so cool. I agree that that is one of the scariest moments. I think all the Bev moments are like the scariest parts of the miniseries. Like, Oh, Bev in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely the scariest thing that happens to them when they're kids. Like, well, that's, that's one of the things I want to say about like, I'm with you, Shannon, that so much of the horror stuff in chapter one, chapter two are, it's just that they're awesome. So many awesome <laughs> horror things happen in those movies. Right. It's a it's a spectacle of special effects, and they're truly being like, your viewers, you're adults now. You've been experiencing this forever. We have a whole new standard for horror. Yeah, we're really gonna do insano shit to you, you know. Yeah, uh, and it's so it's like a ride basically. Whereas the old one, when it is doing its like spooky stuff, when like when the Wolfman shows up, that's not very scary. Although, but they have much more unsettling bits where it is like i always think yes. about uh bill's parents holding georgie's photo album and they mm-hmm. can't see the blood and they're yeah. smearing it around and bill's like mm-hmm. i'm I think, so fucked i yeah. think what the miniseries relies on is the parents not like only the kids being able to see yeah. everything and which is like one of the scariest parts about the absolutely. book is like yeah like there's the um there's a scene in the book where Richie, as an adult, like re-experiences like the big plastic lumberjack coming to life. Like, it's Paul Bunyan. It's not just a little, the, It's Paul Bunyan. Paul Bunyan statue. Holy Paul Bunyan. Yes, the Paul Bunyan statue coming to life, and he like re-experiences it, and he's like in the park, like doing all these weird voices at it and shit. And there's like this man with his son. And the man is just kind of like, whoa, like, what's going, going on, on yeah. with this guy? And then the little kid is just like, ah, yeah. like, what's happening? <laughs> I can see this giant thing has come to light. Right. And it's just like, oh, my God, it's just so scary that, like, 
the the kids see everything and like i don't know like when bill talks to the little kid and the little kid's like yeah like i've heard voices in the sewer and like coming from my bathtub drain and you're just like oh my god oh my god oh my god God." and it's also it's another like sad thing about like budgetary constraints and just like production restraints with the miniseries is that they have to do the blood thing over and over again yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of they, they do it for the the balloons like yeah. once we do it yeah. with the balloons notice, in the library yeah. and it's like okay we're doing the blood thing again yeah like yeah which is but cool it's, i mean it's cool and scary i really like it when it starts to rain in the library and then they all circle up yeah and then they yeah. look around mm-hmm. at each other and they're like like someone like bev reaches on to eddie and it's just like you're dry and it's just like that's yeah. it's surprisingly upsetting yeah <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Oh, to really like, not be able to trust your senses yeah in right. the book, they have the 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 like Chinese food restaurant, the Chinese restaurant uh, scene, and well, then afterwards, Jade of the Orient is oh the name God. of the restaurant. Huh. And then afterwards, um, yeah. uh, Bill is like talking about the fortune cookie, and he's like, "Yeah, I mean, if I bit into it, there probably would have been nothing in there anyway." Like, or maybe yeah. Richie yeah. says that. It's I, just like, yeah, like there was oh, probably nope. nothing there anyway. But Somebody like, says that's that, what's but in our head. I think Bill in his head is keeps repeating to himself like i could have bitten into that right yeah. because it, his was Ooh. like a it's like well, the his birth of a little open, fly it's just the little oh no his does. it's yeah, they yeah, showed yeah. a little bit in the miniseries but it's like little it's bits of a fly monster coming out of the fortune cookie and he throws the napkin over it and then you can hear the buzzing under the napkin mm, I, and he just keeps repeating like i could have bitten into that like it's like oh my god dude terrifying yeah. i do think that the fortune cookie scene in the miniseries is hilarious yes i think it is fully yeah. unscary and i think toys. it's yeah. really funny <laughs> i love no, it i dude. especially I like when the server like walks into the room after they've just like thrown a chair at the table and she's just like are you guys doing okay and they're yeah. like Bill, Bill says dummy uh-huh. up because he like everybody knows Does to he play say that in the miniseries. I think he so. says yeah. it in the miniseries. Says in the miniseries oh. sure. He says it in the book, right? He, no, he definitely says it in the book. Yeah. I don't I, remember him saying it. I just watched it in the miniseries. He says dummy up. Okay. Yeah. I, I, uh, I do think that her, the woman coming in and not being able to see the fortune cookies once again is always terrifying. Like right. that aspect of it is scary. But the actual yeah. things that they saw, like obviously you would be scared but there is a little bit of a sense of like it's a if i got baby. richie's with the the tiny bird fetus like that's pretty fucked that's up but if it was just like an eyeball bleh, yeah i'd be like little claws like, on the side you're like great well, oh i little yeah claw one, that it's like pennywise step it up dude like <laughs> come on man i know you're actually scary you i like it because like, it's like it's like weird body horror yeah. shit you know it's just like weird weird things that aren't sure. just like yeah no you should definitely watch a race because like i don't give a shit about the it, yeah i really do because uh, like i don't give a shit about the mummy i don't really care about the wolfman even though i love werewolves yeah. you know uh no, I, it's I, I love when it's like the little weird claw thing it's like what even is that sure, thing dude this thing's that. awesome like, like, that thing's so funny it, the, i like, love it the actual <laughs> toy yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the, the bird fetus which uh uh, it's it's not it's not Richie that gets it's Mike gets the, the Mike okay I always remember because he gets the bird fetus and he does this this facial thing with it uh, with his face where it looks like he's he he blows out his cheeks so it looks like he's doing the thing where you 
uh, exhale in order to avoid being more nauseous. Right. And I, I that always hit me like, oh yeah, dude, he just ate a huge meal and then he has yeah, to let his little bird to fetus come out of his fortune cookie. They're all literally like, this is the fullest I've been since I was a child. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Then all of a sudden they're just like, Ugh. I'm gonna make. Yeah. This. It's honestly that it's better in the miniseries than it was in chapter two. That makes sense. Like, chapter two is whatever because it's a lot it, of they just do CGI the, effect. And well, like, they do the right, same yeah. thing but with CGI and it's still it's just a bunch of spooky ookies that they're all CGI. Yeah, instead um, of uh, practical. That. I so. did love. Uh, I did love to to Devin's point. The one that was most effective, not just in its scene, like you're talking about with Beverly in the bathtub, where the dad is has his hands on the kitchen or on the the bath sink, and then yeah. he goes like he goes like I worry about you, and he's like get some sleep, and he just puts his the, two fingers on her chin, yeah. and the blood stays on there. Yeah. Um, the and, other parent thing I wanted to mention because it, well, I, to, to, by, real fast but, on on that okay. one, I just always remember that it's his adult hand needing only two fingers to fully grasp sure. her chin and smearing yeah. the blood around. Yeah. It's just like oh my god, dude. And her needing to not respond because her yeah she's like kind of looking exactly. down yeah. at it or her yeah, mouth yeah, yeah. is agape like as well like it's, yeah. it's cre- it would be creepy enough on its own for him to do that but yeah. then the added blood mm-hmm. on it just really because yeah. in in the book she has to pretend that it that she saw a spider specifically yes. because if he thinks that she's acting quote-unquote crazy mm-hmm. he will beat the shit out of her yeah, so exactly um the other thing i wanted to bring up was we talked about the whole he marries his mother thing with eddie um, in the clever thing that I enjoyed about uh, the movies was the mom in the first one also plays the wife in the second one. Like very specifically, oh. they change her makeup. And in they, you know, chapter one, chapter two? What's up? Chapter one, chapter two? Yes. Oh. Mom in chapter one plays Myra in chapter wow. two. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. It's a very, again, like it's an easy that's thing. That's fucked like, up. Oh, good. Like it's, we got it. Like the imagery is there sort of thing. Uh <laughs> Right. So one another thing, I, another character that gets uh, does not get their time in, in the sun uh, in the in any of the miniseries of the movies is Patrick Hockstetter, who right. I always remember very I don't want to say fondly, but remember him as a, pure, a source of pure evil in the books, right? Like he, uh, so in the if you watch the miniseries, there's one point where Henry Bowers' gang of usually three is five. And in the credits, they do have yeah. him as Patrick. So one of them is supposed to be Patrick Hockstetter, but he's literally just a uh, extra, basically like a in the toady. back. Yeah, exactly. In it, chapter one, he's there by full name, and he's the the taller, lankier one that is like keeps making the fireballs with the the spray mm-hmm. can, and he gets killed by it in the sewers. Um, gets mentioned in chapter two, I think. He's, but in the uh, book, when Henry makes his escape. Uh, he he's the one who approaches him. It's not Pennywise directly. It's dead Patrick Hockstetter corpse and s- flailing around. When it's around, supposed to be Belch. Giving him the knife. From. Yeah, I mean, but they use Patrick in yeah, in those. Right. And then he's in the... I love when he's in the old, like, the car, that they, the, the muscle car, whatever they had. He's in the driver's seat just, just like dead. A yeah. And Henry's yes. like, yeah, let's go. And then he drives off with, like, this. It's like, hell yeah, Hockstetter. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, and I'm just like, that's great. I love that. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. In the book, he's like a chubby kid who all the teachers are afraid of because he does this thing where he like keeps dead flies in his pencil box and he like 
they just know to keep him away from the other girls because he's like always touching them and shit. Oh. And he starts killing local animals and keeping them in a fridge. Oh, like, he's this, like fully gonna be a little serial. He's killer. a kid who was born. He was gonna be born serial killer regardless. Yeah, he's he has, evil from the get go. Basically, that he has the fridge out in like the Barrens or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so they they mention it like early on in the. I'm more than halfway through the book right now, and. They like very early on in the book, Beverly, they're like, yeah, we remember Beverly talking about Patrick and like how she saw him in the woods and he was like doing something bad. But then they don't say like what the something bad is like that, until they show you that. Scene. So it's it's Henry Bowers continues to get crazier and crazier out throughout the book because the losers keep defeating him and he keeps letting Pennywise in more and more, basically. Yeah. And he gets crazy enough to where he starts being willing to hang out with Patrick Hawksetter. That's oh, that's a God. big thing. Is like he's gotten so crazy, he's allowed him to join his group. And um, it's they've been blowing up fireworks. The rest of the gang leaves, so it's just Henry and Patrick Hawksetter. And Hawksetter starts like pretty much pushes forward them touching each other's penises in yep. like a very like kid kind of way you know it's 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 insane it's an insane scene they start like very much as children experimenting with each other uh and then hawksetter offers to blow him and henry at that point is like when he snaps out of it and then uses a lot of homophobic slurs yeah and uh and hawksetter's like you liked it you know and henry henry tries to like threaten him and he's and hawksetter's like you can scare everybody else but you can't scare me like i like I know what all he knows he doesn't get in trouble because he knows when to shut the fuck up mm-hmm. and how to make sure that he he like is very rules oriented and all this it, he's an insane character he rides that line uh, yeah, super hard. I am re- I'm remembering yeah. Patrick Hawkstar and yes he's a mm-hmm. fucked up yeah. scary character doesn't, yeah uh, he only he only gets serious when Bowers is like I know about your fridge and I'll tell everybody if you tell people like what we did here because yeah. that's what Hawksetter is threatening him with and I, th- I think that's why like it's really hard to adapt Stephen King not only just because it's so complex and because there's so much happening inside the characters mm-hmm. it's also just like can't what can we do like what <laughs> yeah. of these things it's really fucked yeah. up yeah. like this is yeah. so who's gonna watch this yeah like stephen right. king can release a book and people can like oh, i'm gonna skip a couple of these pages and yeah. you know we I'm, haven't even <laughs> we haven't gotten <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna we look. haven't gotten to the big controversial thing yeah in, we in I, oh my yet. god which because uh, <laughs> to finish because to finish up with patrick Hoster, he is one of the characters to cut for sure. Like, that just makes sense I, when you have runtime. But not really. But that's the thing. But is like, what I'm saying is, like, he is definitely a character to cut for runtime and also for, like, in cohesion and yeah. in, in movies. But also, he's one of the most terrifying things. Like, if you're trying mm-hmm. to do something that's actually Stephen yeah. King-ish, which almost no one does, is, like, right. how do you leave out this, the Patrick Hoxtetter? Because yeah. there's always a Patrick Hoxtetter, and yeah. Patrick Hoxtetter is always... always a Patrick Hoxtetter. It's like, like he, anytime he has a result. villain, he's like, there is a villain that is so scary that he's literally off to the side. Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, and Hawksetter is just like, Bev sees this whole thing. And it's when Bev sees them touching each other's penises, she like has like this moment of like the way that they describe her being like, I don't even understand what I'm looking at here, but I just know that there's something wrong happening mm. here, you know? Mm. Um, it's like a it's it's a whole fucked up thing, and she's having to like hide from them inside of a dirty old junkyard car because she's worried right. if one of them sees her, who knows what, what they'll happen, do to her? Yeah. You know, like, murder. 
Um, Maybe worse. At that point, she's being worried about sexual assault before the other kids even understand what sexual assault yeah. is. Like, before it's they a even whole know what's se- like, there's literally like three characters where somebody's like, you know what sex is, don't you? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I totally know what sex is. At some point, I'm pretty sure they say it's like when, when a boy like pees in a girl's vagina. Like, no, no, is. no. They say, they say it's when you touch your touch your penis until you feel like something has to come out and then you like put it in the girl's belly button and then it gets belly oh, button. That's yeah. one of the things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, technique there, like, he does a very good job of describing how children don't understand what sex is, but they <laughs> act like they do. And it's just like, Jesus fucking Christ, yeah. dude. Nobody writes shit like this. And it's so intense. I, I feel um, like people do write shit like that, but they write it in like coming of age stories and like like caring like depictions of <laughs> right, children right, that right, are for right. other children yeah. to read and like, like hey, learn about them. We understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, oh my god, this is You're for not alone. this is for adults to remember and be horrified yeah. by themselves yeah. at yeah. every not while space of their little lives. ear of world is here to eat children. It's to remember like these aren't full people and it's going to rip them in half. Yeah. Yeah, but while we're on that topic, uh, one of the big things that people bring up about the book being an issue mm-hmm. is uh, when they defeat it when they're children, they get lost afterwards and they're already starting to lose the magic and they are worried that they're going to get stuck in the sewers forever, basically. We see people have been lost there for a really long time yeah. and they're worried about losing the magic and everything and Bev is the one that comes up with the idea that like we need to get reconnected with each other and I know a way that we can like really connect with each other forever and it leads to them one by one having sex with Beverly with with great graphic detail to the point where we know exactly who comes and who doesn't spoiler alert it's Ben and Bill who do come uh how do y'all feel yeah and they both get Beverly to come that's right and uh not Stan Fucking Eddie. God Eddie. damn it. Eddie, Eddie is the one who goes first. Mm. Interesting. Wow. Which also, that's the thing, even down to the order, like, kind of matters, you know? <laughs> like, it all <laughs> it is part of their characters. All fucked up. So, when, but, when I first read this, when I first read this book, I told our friend uh, that I was listening to this book. I told Ashby that I was listening to it, and yep. she was like, Tell me when you get to the part, you'll know what I'm talking about. And I was like, <laughs> fuck is she talking about the- and then i was literally at work it was when i worked at kroger and i was on my break and i was sitting in the little bistro and i was listening to it in my earphones and i remember hearing you it have, and then a, i was just like phones book yo the oh, yeah. whole time and then i immediately called her and i was like i got to the part <laughs> what the fuck is happening like why did they do this so the miniseries says they're 12 years old at the time i'm trying to figure out the how book old they're said 12 13 12 13 yeah. What? How do y'all feel about this scene? <sighs> I don't like it, and I don't think it's necessary. I think they. I just think that they're. I don't remember it super well because I read. When the it book comes a to kids' sex, always perfectly respectable opinion. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I just think that they they could have done it differently. I also just like coming from like a, a person who was raised as a woman. Like I don't like the idea of like. I know a way that we can all feel closer. Let's run train on this one That's... girl that we're friends with. Like, why don't we 
I, nobody else touched their penises to each other or anything that like what, it's only that's, like we're all connecting with the that's one a, that's a really like, good point and, and like, that's what makes me it's a tr- no and that's what i think that's the part about it that gets me like it's not even like oh we're all feeling like so connect. they could have a fucking group hug or something you know like i i don't know it's just it's because it's like so we're all connecting with Beverly. That's what it is. It's not that you're all connecting with each other. It's not that everyone's feeling closer to each other. Like Unless the way that you're feeling closer like, to each other is that you're all Eskimo brothers now. I think like, that. I think that's part of it. I think they are part of it. Not but just it's connecting just, but it's just with like, Beverly. I don't like they're connecting it. through Beverly. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, like I also completely understand not liking it. I think my thoughts on it are so complicated because it's like, yeah, I. I think if that's what he wanted to do with this story, he did it as well as you can yes. while still doing something right. that it's like, you didn't need to do that. Why did you do it? <laughs> <laughs> like, and I, I do know why, like, I don't know how you could get that kind of like meaning to their connection through anyway else, you know, like there is something about sex that's different than any yeah. other aspect of like human relationships. Mm. And that's what he's trying to depict. I still don't think I need it, but like I kind of I one get of writing that, it, you know. Yeah, I I get the attempt. Yeah. Um, in a way, it doesn't work because pretty much everyone unanimously unanimously doesn't like it, right? That it that it's in there. Um, mm. personally, I don't mind it being in there. I mean, like the thing is, like what he is depicting there is something like so raw and brutal that not brutal but like so it's pretty so, brutal. yeah uh it's complicated it's extremely complicated and it's a big thing it's not because it's it's not the the reason that you can't make it a hug for them to connect is because there's a huge thing that sex means for the end of innocence and childhood yeah. in like literature that and like as a metaphor and things like and that in like life yeah, yeah, there's just there's something extremely complicated and deep going on there, and it's treated with respect and not just as a quick gimme, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's there's something insane going on in that. But scene. at the same time, it is still just like, like, did we need it? You know, did but that's that's the what I get I at get is because like it... every time I I read it, every time I go through it, I'm like, yeah, there's something really powerful going on here. That's never when I think about when I think about the strength of the story, you know, like if that was like the pinnacle moment that I was like, wow, that did it, you know, it would be totally different, but it's like, yeah, no, if that was cut out, it wouldn't affect my enjoyment of, of this particular narrative. Especially because it's after they, they're getting out. Right. Like you really don't need it. For, for me, it's like the farther away I get from it, the more I'm like, okay, I guess, I don't know. I still, no, I maybe, wanna, maybe I, I don't feel that way. I want to hear what you think about it after you, you get to it this time again. Yeah. Yeah. And I, for sure. I also, but also like I, I the the like, oh, they could have just done a hug instead. Totally get why that's not an option. Right. But like then going back to like, okay, well, they just didn't have to have it. Right. They yeah. could have had like I, I think some other point. kind of moment, but there was no reason to like. And again, it's like mostly that all of them are boys and one of them is a girl. And it's just like there is. No, that's very good. It point doesn't, too, yeah. I get that it was her idea, whatever. It was also written by a man. So like, totally, I don't but know. I, it just feels super icky to me. I also feel like that's a, it reinforces that aspect of their relationship and how kind of messed up it is. Like there is this undercurrent of like, everyone's relationship with Bev is messed up. Like this yeah. whole 
the group is like, oh my God, they're amazing. They're such best friends. And it's also like, this really fucked all of you guys up. And your relation, like, if there wasn't a monster for you guys to slay, this friend group would be probably bad for you. Or if not... And that's that's shown by the fact they forget about each other as soon as the monster is slain. Yeah, and like, maybe not necessarily bad for you, but it would be something where you would have left and then been like, oh yeah. I was fucked up as a kid. That was a, a wild time. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, like no, my yeah. childhood was bad. I was abused by my dad or I was abused by my mom. I lost my brother. You know, mm-hmm. I had this group of weird friends and we were fucked up about each other. All yeah. of us were fucked up. Yeah. yeah. And, and like this scene pushes that forward too. But it also feels like all of the reasons I'm giving that it's okay are just on the fact that Stephen King is an extremely good writer. Yeah. Not right. on the strength right. of its yeah. content. Actual, yeah. 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 That's, I was going to say, that's, that's one of the bigger things is like the skill of it is interesting, but again, it's Stephen King. So there's a level of detail that I'm like, mm. I don't know if it would like somehow right. work better or worse. If you, not necessarily hand waved it, but you know, told it in a subtler way. I don't know how you even tell that in a subtler way. You can do it like in Scarlet Letter, where it's just like flowers blooming. Yeah, like you, <laughs> maybe. Um, that's that's the only thing I can think of as a way to like get around it in the book. I did love like I know Jorge always talks about the thing with always throwing obstacles in front of the uh, in front of the characters in terms of like plot to keep it going forward. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I love about it, Chapter One is and it's essentially in the miniseries as well they just get out like they just they there's no <laughs> yeah. need to get lost in the sewers they simply yeah. go well, once, like they, once you've made it over the hill of the climax you're allowed to yeah. skate right on down to the exactly. falling action yeah, yeah, yeah. um no you need to make it to the climax to oh boom. i said Wink. once you made it over but great Wink. um i will the only say, one who adds a second climax is stephen king a thing another thing i enjoy you don't add a second climax damn in the movie should the, that's the secret the new yeah, movies the to your point about like the kind of like, re- like the odd relationship or that weird tension they have mm-hmm. together especially with all boys but one girl yeah. is uh the way that the new movies address that is they do have rumors about Beverly. Like Beverly is not in any right. way, shape, or form a sexually active or, you know, promiscuous yeah. person, but there are rumors around which colors the boys aspect mm. of how they view her mm-hmm. in multiple ways and how that tension sort of arises right. with all of them. Um, so yeah, I think I I've already said, I don't, I don't like the sexualization. I know you don't like the sexualization. And I agree movies. with that. I'm talking about just like the idea of the rumors and how that colors the relationship mm-hmm. between yeah. them. not the, yeah, there's some weird, well, again, I, think, well, I said else. this the first time, but I'll say it again. Do not have a shot in slow-mo of a 14 year old girl removing her dress. Just don't do it. Ev- there's no reason to do it. Unless, like, Cause it's, it's for the viewer. It's not yes. for like implying something They're trying about the, to mm. make it the boy's perspective. But again, we're grown people in a movie theater <laughs> watching this. No right. matter how much you tell me, this is a perspective of a 12 year old boy. I'm still a 30 year old man. And I want to go to jail after you show me this shot. Like, yeah, leave you can me be that shot. Literally always can be done. Just have it on the boy's face. Yeah, yeah. Yes. that's always how you do it. Yeah. That's always how you yeah. do it. But I do, I think, I think the book is better for 
their sexuality not being ignored and yeah. for like the sure. fact that it's a bu- it's six boys who are friends with a girl and that's a bad situation for the girl and it's a bad situation for the psyches of all those boys like it's that's not great like they're in the 50s too you know it's yeah. just like there's nothing good that's com- going to come out of there and if we ignore that then we're ignoring you know a lot of what's going on with you yeah. when you're 12 or 13 yeah. years old I do think yet, like, the sex scene is too much, and I think there's a lot of it that's too much. Mm-hmm. But it's Stephen King, and like I said, it's a little too long. It's just, such a <laughs> it's just like too much. Such you know, I mean, I think yeah. it's like even that the sex scene is like good, and it makes sense in the context of how insane that. what they're going <laughs> through is. Like the just yeah. like when you think about it in the book, where it's you have to understand it's not just that they were like you're not you're not my brother blah you know like it's right. they yeah. bill has been tossed through through all Forever, of his yeah. known reality to the ends flying at millions of miles of distance past the turtle creator of the entire universe like blasting Act, towards yeah. the actual ends of space time to blast through the other end to arrive to where it the destroyer of worlds fully lives the macroverse the macroverse yeah. that's the phrase fuck i After, love that shit after all this is when the sex things happens. Yeah. You know? um, <laughs> I did also tangentially go to the like Stephen King wiki because I was like, oh. oh, like remind me a little bit of what happens in the books. And it was like, oh, hey, just so you know, the Stephen Kingiverse is as fucked up and crazy as yep. every other multiverse. And it was just like, oh, my <laughs> fucking God. What are you? Yep. Maturin yep. is a beam guardian, dude. What the stuff. fuck Hell are yeah, you dude. talking about? <laughs> Oh, the Crimson King might be its dad, and the Crimson King is the bad guy from the, the Dark, Dark Tower. Tower. Oh a seven parts. <laughs> a seven part. I love when things start being each other's things as dad. You yeah, know, like that's when you know you've really done it. It's real. It's all interconnected, and it's all Roland all the time. Yes. I guess. And yeah. it's like Jesus oh, fucking he, Christ, dude. Steven. Stephen King loves the Dark Tower so, so fucking much. much. <laughs> it's like, dude, stop I got it. Through, well, I got through the Vegas first. Fan. I got through the first three books of that, and Same. I was like, this is good. I'm enjoying this the whole time. Book one is fantastic. Book one is fantastic. I read book one, and I didn't get I it. Got to, <laughs> I got to book four, and I started it. I started it, and it dipped into, like, because it's a giant prequel. It gives you a little bit of prelude before right. it gets into stuff. And I got started the prequel stuff, and I went, I looked at where I was, and I'm like, yeah, I read a fair amount. And I look at it, and I just, I, I completed nothing. Yeah, like it was so small, and I'm like, I can't do this right now. And yeah, then no, I left it for a decade. It gets to, <laughs> never it it gets to fucking. That's an audiobook. Arthurian, yeah, that's an audio. But book. it's like Arthurian legend, but actually, it's taking place on Midworld, which is the center of all worlds and universes, in the middle of the macroverse. And a turtle vomited out the universe that we know, but Roland got bitten by a crab and then travels it. It's like, dude, shut the fuck Stop. up. <laughs> Just <Yeah>. shut up. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Stop it. Oh, oh. <laughs> Steven, no. You can't it's, have spent 40 years on this. This is so much. This sucks. He's so good. He's and so crazy. good. And it's just like, dude, <laughs> shut up. Uh, it's like uh, it's like knowing someone who has like a giant map in their basement. And they're like, let me explain to you the history of my world. And it's like, dude, don't. Yeah. Actually, don't, just don't. Don't, just do, don't it. do it. Um, the individual stories you tell within them, awesome. Yeah. I don't. For once, I, I don't need to know the extended just, universe. I'm I'm leaving you here, dude. Yeah, uh, but what I was saying about that is that it it when you get 
that it puts the sex scene much more in perspective. Yeah. The kid sex scene a little bit. Uh, and it's just like, I, I agree. It doesn't need to, doesn't need to be there, but like it does something about it existing. Like I almost, I, where I wish it lived was knowing that Stephen King wanted to put it in and that he took it out and right. that it canonically happens, but that I don't need to read it as part of the book, right? <laughs> that it's like extended stories about them mm. that happen. Because it's like it sure. works and it works in the con. It especially like solidifies that they're in like such an insane situation. But yeah, no, for the for the pure narrative, for the pure book, everything does not does not need to be there. Yeah. So that's how I feel about it. God, sex, <laughs> sex, and Stephen King <laughs> stuff is always pretty. It's rough. yeah, it's, yeah. Because he, which it's ha- it's very scary and upsetting, like to have sex be used as a weapon or is to be used as as in this case a weapon against evil. It's still very upsetting, mm-hmm. but it's like, yeah. God, Stephen, maybe stop it. <laughs> What's crazy? He has sex and so many different themes and so much of his yeah. shit, and I literally don't know how he feels about any of it. No. He's such a good writer that I don't feel his shit, his personal opinions on things come through a lot. Yeah. 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 It very much seems like the the opinions of the characters in the stories. I know he is, I don't know if he's a leftist, but I know he's definitely like very much a liberal sure. and like actively campaigns and yeah. donates mm-hmm. and helps with things like that. Yeah. Nice. Um, I did also want to say, um, speaking of Stephen King, he does make a cameo in It Chapter 2. He's yeah. uh, he's like is a that a cameo or owner. is that a full role? But my favorite part is, and I'm reading one of his books, I think Needful Things, that has him as the narrator, and it's one thing that always is lost in pretty much all of the adaptations of any of his books, but especially the ones that are in Maine in some sort, um, barring Judd Crandall from Pet Cemetery. Nobody has a Jesus. fucking main ass accent. Right. And Stephen King right. specifically yeah. in It Chapter 2 mains it up super hard with his <laughs> accent. So there's a That's lot of like, so oh, yeah, you know, like that sort of thing. And it's just like, yeah. oh, thank you. Well, he's like crossed with James McAvoy, who's just doing like, I'm American this time. <laughs> and I'm like, yep, I got it. Like, great, cool. You didn't grow up anywhere near this town. I don't believe you. I do like, I like Mike's actor mm-hmm. in the miniseries. Not that he's doing main, yeah. but there is something about his accent yeah. that like places him exactly. more than yeah. you know. He's not just doing like fucking Boswash Mid East whatever you know, <laughs> right. no, no, yeah, or sure, like sure. you know West Coast person doing East Coast person. There is just like a, you're from somewhere. I don't exactly. know enough yeah. about right. accents to know where, but he says like Dury. It's like, yeah, from dog. It gives you enough of I'm, something to cling on to. And yeah. Go, oh yeah. You're I'm definitely. so bad at accents. I can never <laughs> tell. <laughs> there are no accents idea. done in the new movies for sure. Mm. Um, I, I never nope. even considered that that was an issue. Yeah. It's not an <laughs> issue, but it's just, it's just yeah. a thing I noticed, especially when he was narrating his own book. Like certain characters are just like mained the fuck out in terms of their mm-hmm. like accents um mm-hmm. watch pet cemetery again i don't think judd Crandall's... no i know who you're talking about in pet cemetery what's up i know who you're talking about in pet cemetery yeah the, the older guy um yeah that's sometimes that's, that's, yeah. exactly it's exactly. not necessarily like yeah. yeah 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 um god yeah he's in a Bunch. Yeah, well, come like, on, Brian. Doing, I know you're, you're talking doing about. the main thing specifically in yeah. Pet Cemetery. It's like a famous yeah. that he's doing the main. Thing. And yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. 
well, fucking main. <laughs> is is anybody? Is there anything else anybody wanted to cover from any of the its? It it the book, the miniseries, chapter one, chapter two. I'm glad I got to Patrick Hoxstetter. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Come on, of course. Um, the only thing I think they did Audra disservice in the new movies. They Audra wasn't there. I don't know who you're talking about. It didn't exist. Um, I did. The only thing I wanted to shout out, um, and it's the reason why I give chapter one a Mr. Cool versus uh, chapter two, just getting a smiley face. Uh, again, and this this applies to everything, but the kids are so fucking incredible in all of yes. these yes. things. The kids are great yeah, in chapter one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just all the time forever. But in the end of chapter one, when they are fighting it, there's a scene where Bill gets grabbed. And Richie and Bill had this conflict the whole time. Uh, about like Richie was like I don't want to fucking go down there like why we're, like we're just kids we're supposed to have fun and Bill's so obsessed that he's like we have to continue he gets grabbed and Pennywise is like I'll take him and y'all can go like forget it Richie starts on like I fucking told you Bill we're like blah 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 you do this I got gray water on my ass I got this I got blah blah, blah. and then he just pulls a baseball bat from the thing of garbage and is like and now I have to kill this fucking clown. And I immediately, every time, without fail, there are two moments that get me hyped. That, and then while they're beating, the sh- like they're trying to beat the shit out of while it's fighting back with it, um, Eddie gets vomited on super hard by the leper <laughs> super thing. Super funny, yeah. And he just, the way, I think Jack Dylan Grazer is the kid's name, fucking take my money, dude. You're always good forever. I know everybody loves Eddie, but yeah. Exactly. Jack Dylan Grazer. Um, he the way he fucking fires up and just screams i'm gonna fucking kill you as he dives towards this like giant clown monster i'm like y'all have my blood so like boiling right now with hype i can't believe it so big shouts out to them i i would definitely say that maybe it's just because it is it and i know how scary it could be like the end of part one i was like oh okay like this would yeah. be fun if this was like a campy clown killing yeah, movie. Yeah, sure. Like right. Just you know, killer clowns part fucking forty or something. But well, when it's it, my it's thing just is like, like oh, we're just. It's the same thing with the spider, where it's just like mm, oh, it's just a right, spider. It's like right. oh, we're just yes. hitting a clown with a baseball bat and talking about how we're best <laughs> friends. Like, is this <laughs> Halloween Town or is yeah, this? Yeah, I, 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 I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I totally know what you mean. My <laughs> thing since chapter one, chapter two are such like. We're having a fun horror time yeah. by being like, Wah! exactly. You know, like, uh, it's it's fine when they're bashing them up. It's just I always get so distracted by when it's about to fall down the well no. after they defeat it, and he goes, fear, and, <laughs> and drops down, and it's like that was so fucking stupid. Yeah. I literally can't remember all of the goodwill that yeah. you've gained for yourself. Yeah. Um. And then in chapter two, they uh, he's he's a giant clown monster with like, honestly, it looks kind of awesome because like the deadlights are three glowing orbs that rotate around mm-hmm. each other, and they will like show up behind his head and then force his head to open up and do like a giant mm-hmm. uh, deadlights blast at people. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's a boss fight, dude. It's Got like it. a Kingdom Got Hearts it. boss fight. Turned into an anime. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just- it's. God. Truly, they're they in like a, a giant point. like storm world pit. Like it's the end of episode nine of Star Wars. Like That's it's so true funny. insanity. So um, I don't remember. But when they're finally defeating him, 
they make him small by believing him to be small. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's this fucking, mm. the scene is so stupid yeah. that it's so fucking funny. <laughs> Where they're all, it's all of the uh, actors, and they're just coming at the camera, like moving their head in and out, yeah. and they're going like clown, clown, <laughs> they clown, start by pointing clown. Out, like the things he's been, but they get to the point where they're just, like he's still he's weakening, but they have to keep going because he's not like small enough to fucking kill. So they're just going clown, 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 clown. You're clown, clown. clown. like just all the awful clown. Like, it's like the- they ran out of other things to say, <laughs> yeah, and so now they're just like uh, clown, uh, clown. They're just saying clown to it. It's so goddamn funny, dude. I don't dude. know what it is. It. There's, there's, there's this like vibe of horror movies since like 2015 where there's just like certain aspects of them where I'm like, this is dumb. Something about what we're doing right now with horror movies is stupid. <laughs> like, yeah. You guys are doing a bad job. Like our pop music's pretty good right now. Our dramas are pretty dope, but like our horror movies, there's a lot of goddamn stupid ones. It's wild because we just continue to go in opposite directions for horror where it's like we're currently coming out with some of the best yeah, horror mm-hmm. films ever that made. Too. Mm-hmm. We're if we're talking about Ari Aster, Jordan Peele, yeah. mainly just those two uh, are making some uh, of the Robert best horror Edgar's, films. Like some of the uh, Right. Yeah. yeah, there's a little bit more uh some of the best horror films ever made. And then we're also going to complete, like, this is such fucking garbage. I mean, the people have always known that horror films are extremely profitable uh, if if you follow a certain formula. So they've always just been driving them directly into the fucking ground. That's why uh, Hammer Studios did really yeah. well and then really bad. <laughs> I guess I guess it's the the distance of time makes those things funny because they're like you can see the genre and like the type right. like '90s horror movies are funny because they're not easy, yeah. but a little self-aware. Yeah. Right now we're not aware enough of all of these things to laugh at them, and it's just like stop. Maybe or there's stop being. Maybe so they're dumb. really just fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Well, on that note, is that all we got for it? That's it for me. That's yep. it. That's, that's, that's it. it. That's it. It. That's it for it. Clown. 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 I want to thank our guests, Eyes of Astoria, and Melanie, and all their shit. And you can find everybody on the website, thebloodystream.com. Sheesh. Whatever. It's Halloween. Let's let's enjoy it. Yeah, well, I guess. But yeah, today, this comes on the day out, yeah. you right will now, be listening to is this Halloween. is Halloween. Halloween. So enjoy we'll it. have a Happy fucking good time and eat candy. Hand out candy. If you don't have trick-or-treaters, I know in our city, we have a big Halloween parade. So that's something Whoa. you go to if you got one of those. Yeah, it's like the funeral of the Supreme Court this year. I'm excited. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, find something fun to do. Don't just stay inside. Or stay inside and watch a bunch of horror films yeah. with your best buds. Or do anything else that you want to do. Eat a bunch of candy. Or don't. Have ah, a good time. But, live your but life. Feel that Halloween. The, the Halloween spirit inside you. That's true. Yeah. That's it. Happy, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Big shouts out. Uh, I'm still, I gotta do this. Are we not doing the do rest it, of it? Or? Do it then. I, I did it all shit I was gonna Okay, do. cool. A big shouts out to our sister podcast, Downtime with John and Emily, the how to podcast by siblings who don't know anything. You can find them on getdowny.com or on Sophia at Downy Siblings. N-E-Y. Don't kiss your sister. As in brother and sister. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Bloody Stream Pod. Oh, 
Whoa. Is and we'll talk to you. I swear to God, it's almost over. Same bloody <laughs> time. Same clown channel. It went a little anime at the end. Clown. Clown. Clown.